What's going on, guys? Zane here. Happy Tuesday. want to welcome you back for another episode of the Everything Vive podcast. This is a special episode. Uh, it is actually episode number 100 for us. And uh, yeah, Ronnie and I started this podcast a while back, and we honestly weren't sure what would come of it, but we, it's been an incredible experience so far. We've connected with so many great developers, so many great people in the community. And uh, so first and foremost, just want to say thank you guys for tuning in uh, week in and week out. I know we haven't been as uh, good on our schedule week in and week out, but we are trying now. Uh, we have some more free time and we have a little bit more of a better process in place. So that's why these episodes are coming to you mostly on Tuesdays. But let's uh, let's get into the meat of it. So for this episode, really excited to bring it to you guys. It is an interview that Ronnie had with the developers of, or sorry, uh, Jan from the development team of Beat Saber, which is a game that is totally blowing up right now all over the place for the Vive. I personally have not had a chance to try it yet, but check out our last episode. Uh, Ronnie gave his thoughts and uh, we'll probably do another roundtable discussion when Ronnie, Damon, and myself can all jump on a call together to uh, to review the game after we've had a chance to try it. So the interview is great. Uh, a lot of awesome details, a lot of really cool things that they're doing behind the scenes and, and coming up in the future. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. But the, I know what you guys are all tuning in for. It is the giveaway, and we're excited to be able to give away more keys uh, or keys for this game just because uh, if you haven't had a chance to try it yet, uh, well, this will be a way for you to, be, to, uh, to get some free keys, or sorry, a free key for the game. So we have a couple that we're giving away courtesy of the development team. So here's how we're going to do it. I know YouTube is a little backed up right now. We don't have all the episodes, but they are getting put on there. So when you go on YouTube, it's Everything Vive is the channel name. It's going to be episode number 100. There'll be there will be a corresponding episode on YouTube, uh, episode number 100. So go there, leave a comment, let us know what you thought about the interview, give us some feedback, um, or, or give some feedback to the develop development team that we can pass on to them. Uh, so that is one way. The other way is that we are actually trying to focus on building up our Facebook page, which uh, has been pretty much non-existent up to this point. So it is facebook.com slash everything vibe for all you folks who are on Facebook. Uh, but we're starting to post our episodes on there, and I, I believe we're going to start with this one here. So if you check out the page, um, the video will be posted. You can leave a comment there. And guess what? Uh, these will both be separate since we have a couple of codes to give away. Uh, so you can enter in twice if you'd like to. So on YouTube, if you're a subscriber, leave a comment and we will announce the winners on the next episode. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, make sure you like the page and, uh, and leave a comment on that, uh, on that video. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. So two chances to win. We really want to get these keys out there to you guys. So make sure you do that as soon as possible. And like I said, we will announce the winners on next week's episodes. But until then, guys, hope you enjoy this. Happy 100 episodes. And, and we'll still try to find something that we can do for the community. Ronnie and I will discuss that um, and uh, discuss that offline and then uh, let you guys know where we're at, hopefully in the next episode or two here. So enjoy that. Enjoy the rest of your week. And here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Ronnie from Everything Vive. I have a, a, a special guest on the show today. Um, you all will probably be familiar with, with him and the game he's working on. It's Jan Split-Ilvaski. 
He's from uh, from Hyperbolic Magnetism, and they recently released a, a huge title on on the Vive and, and other VR platforms last week. Uh, you, you probably are all aware of Beat Saber by now, but in case you you aren't, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, hi, Jan. How how are you doing today? Hi, I'm 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 really fine. I'm great. A lot of work, but I'm I'm really good. Yeah, no, I just want to, you know, we were chatting a little bit before we started the the recording, but I just wanted to thank you again for for taking time out of your super busy schedule to to talk with us here on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure I, I know I know you've been, you know, working super super hard on on you know ironing out bugs and with all the, with the release, and I you guys are you're also going to be releasing the uh, the level editor soon, correct? Yes, very soon. So I can I can only imagine how, how busy things have been, but um, yeah, thank you thank you again for taking a little bit of time out of your your schedule to talk with us. Hey, you are welcome. It's my pleasure. All right, so uh, let's get down, I guess, to the to to the nitty gritty, uh, you know, about the game. Um, first, if you wanna if you could just give us a a, a a short background about yourself and the work that you've done in hyperbolic magnetism. Okay, so we started making games in like late 90s, maybe, with my colleague uh, Vladimir. Uh, we started making games on, on high school, and we felt like it would be really nice to uh, make this a job one one day. But during the, the university, we were more focused on different things. I was playing music mainly. I was I was trying to be a music producer. But when we finished the school, uh, and the App Store of, of the iOS and Apple platform went out, so we decided to create some games on iOS. So we make a few small games. Most of them were like huge fails, mm. <laughs> which happens all the time. Oh, yeah. uh, but but like a few years ago, we released a game called Chameleon Run, mm-hmm. which, which was really successful. We won the Apple Design Award. So this gave us a little bit of freedom about what to do next. So I bought HTC Vive, and uh, I wanted to experiment with it. So in a few few days, I got this idea to create a game where you have uh, these sabers and you are cutting notes in the rhythm. And it, this was yeah. If I could, if I could interrupt for just a second, what was your first? Sure. What, what were your, what were your first? Uh, what was your first introduction to VR? I know you bought the, the Vive and everything. Like, what were some of the the experiences that kind of sold you on this idea that hey, this this would be something amazing to develop a title for? Uh, actually, I don't know. I, I just remember that when all those uh, Oculus development kits went out, I wasn't so like excited about it. I, I feel like okay, Oculus is it's nice. But we need more time to make it. Uh, we need more time for the hardware to go to the next level and start making sense. But when the HTC Vive came out, I really sensed something like, yeah, this could be it because of the room scale experience. The tracking was really nice. So when I get it, I started experimenting with it, playing a few games. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get it because of the games. I just get it because of the hardware back then. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't know about any like really good games that would sell me the hardware. I, I just like the hardware at at that point. Yeah. No, that that totally makes sense. And so, and so, so yeah. So, 
So, so you guys decided that it, you know, it was it was time to try to develop something in VR. What were what were your experiences like first getting getting used going from the the iOS you know development platform and then trying to move over to do VR? Hey, it was crazy. You know, it's a huge difference in uh, in the development about thinking how the game works about basically everything. Even the showcasing the games is super hard in VR because you have to bring a lot of equipment. So the transition was quite slow. We starting just making the prototype look better. And at one point, I think it was maybe five months when we were in development of Beat Saber, I, I, I thought it's, the game is not good at all. So we stopped working on it. It was last year, maybe... I don't know, January. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we stopped working on Beat Saber completely and started to work on other iOS game. But then we showcased the, the Beat Saber on one small event, local event in Prague. And a few guys told us, like, guys, you are doing really something interesting. Maybe you should consider continue working on it. And, so, and this was last, this was this past January? Uh, yeah, it was the not this January, but the last year January. Okay, got it, got yeah. it. Wow, so you yeah. were about to give up on the project. Yeah, we actually spent four months doing something else. We, we, we didn't work on Beats Ever. There was a break for four months. But then we, we got back. Uh, we figured out some problems we had. Uh, you know, it's in, in VR, the main problem I have personally is uh, you're trying to make it look good. You, you're trying to put all these effects there and the visual feedback, but you are still trying to uh, not uh, like overwhelm the player with all this stuff. So you mm -hmm. still need to make it very clear what's happening. So I spent a lot of time making sure that you can see the cubes and you know how to cut them. Hmm. You know, the, so, so the background is really in contrast with the cubes all the time. Okay. Yeah, that was that was one of the one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is a little bit how you arrived at the visual style of the game because that is one thing that I totally agree that something that makes or breaks a lot of VR titles is kind of is it are the visuals and not in the same respect as you know traditional games a lot of times it's kind of you know the more simple types of uh, of visuals that tend to do the best like what were some of the were there any any kind of uh, decisions that you arrived to during development that maybe would have been, you know, less conventional or something that you wouldn't have thought of before you were experimenting? Or um, let me think. Uh, actually, mm, uh, the visual style started as uh, simple lines, glowing lines. I, I I like the Tron visual style and all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's super super easy to to make it look good. Because you just put some neon neon lightnings and and this was the basics I had, but later we figured out it's it's hard to make all this volumetric lightning around us around, uh, so we faked it with uh, some sky cube. I, I mean the background was just a gradient mm -hmm. going from one color to other other color, but it was very static. Especially when you play the game, it was okay. But uh, for uh, people who were watching the game, it was it looks very like nothing w was moving at all. It was very static, hmm. so I didn't like it. So we were trying to make it a little more like d dynamic lighting with all this changing colors and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. But in VR, it's super hard to do that. 
especially because of the performance of the hardware. So we we came up with very uh, I, I wouldn't say it's complicated, but it's it's very different approach how to do the lighting for the whole whole scene. So we are in the game is made in Unity, but actually we don't have any Unity lights in the game. Everything is made using our I call it Bloom Prepass uh, Lightning. It's like mm. uh, fog applied in the uh, conc- uh, it's, it's it's technical stuff. But basically, we are just <laughs> doing something in the in the first pass before the lightning is computed, and then we apply that to all the geometry, and it's super fast. And I hope it will work on uh, also on uh, these uh, standalone headsets. Which would be really great. That would be amazing. I, yeah, because that's one of the things that actually really impressed me. In addition to just the game looking great, and it, like it's surprising to me uh, to hear you say that you know initially the game was so static and there wasn't a lot going. Because one of the first things that like struck me when I started playing it was just how dynamic and how interesting you know the backgrounds in the levels are. Because it's one of those things like it doesn't necessarily have to be, but once it's there it really enhances the experience. Like it's part of, I think what makes you feel like, you know, you're, you're in the music, so to speak, when you're playing the game is, is like everything that's going on around you. And, and one of the things with Beat Saber that's really uh, impressive is the fact that it runs so well. I mean, even on my system, I was able to crank up, you know, anti-aliasing and, 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 and super resolution, like really, really get things looking pretty sharp and, and not all games. Sometimes you crank up those settings and like, even on my system, it can come to a crawl, but Beat Saber runs really, really well. Uh, was it particularly challenging to to develop a system, or I mean, a game that that you know was going to work on on multiple levels of hardware compared to the games in the past, or like what was your process like optimizing the game? Uh, we we have this uh, phase of development in each game, so you are just trying to push as much as you can from the hardware you have. The difference. Uh, between the iOS or I know I have like mobile development and this virtual virtual reality was uh, that there's just limited amount of devices on iOS. You have yeah. just f- five iPhones, so you just test the game and it works. It's great, uh, but <laughs> of course there's a lot of PCs out there. Yeah. So it's it's much harder to 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 figure out what what kind of hardware is the minimum for you. Uh, it's a good thing that Oculus and also Vive. Has some like really like minimum spec you should you should uh, support. So we just grabbed the graphic cards for minimum and we tried tried it and it worked. But we have we had a lot of problems actually with the performance before uh, because sometimes you have no idea what's what's causing them. Even if you do uh, some kind of profiling in Unity, mm-hmm. especially in VR, you just have all the drivers or some weird version of Windows. You know, there's a lot of small things which can break the experience and you have no idea what's happening there. For example, my sound card, I have external sound card. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I use it, sometimes I have a huge performance problems in, in some VR games. Mm. And it's just about the sound. It's uh, And it's just somehow like degrading the performance and I have no idea why. Yeah, so, most people uh, wouldn't even think to really check that if they were having performance issues. Sure, they won't, yeah. Huh, interesting. Well, yeah, I guess moving a little bit away from the technical side of development and, and over to uh, the music. You, you said you you know were, were into music uh, development prior to you know kind of uh, refocusing a little bit more on games. Uh, what was it like 
you know, finding the music that you wanted to use for Beat Saber, developing it. And uh, obviously that's a huge part of the game. So what, what was your motivation there for what you wanted to include? Sure. sure. Um, uh, so the original idea was uh, I will make all the music by myself. That's, I, I wanted to make it like this. So I started doing some stuff. Uh, but as the ge- development went, uh, when moved on, I think uh, that maybe we should bring something else on the board and make the music, like put it on the next level because I, I don't consider myself a very good producer. I, I did some things, but I'm not like top, top level. So we were really thinking about bringing someone else on the board. And the uh, only guy which came to my mind was uh, Yaroslav, uh, Yaroslav Beck, who is doing mm-hmm. all the stuff for the Blizzard uh, trailers and, and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, because, because he's from Czech Republic, basically. So we know we knew each other like from some events, but we actually never talked to each other. We just knew we existed. Uh, and <laughs> I thought I, I like, okay, let's maybe try to call him and figure out if he wants to help us and let's do some cooperation together. And I assume at this point the the game, like you hadn't gone public with what you were working on or anything. Yeah, or? sure. Okay. Yeah, it, it was already out. Like uh, we had a, we actually released the first trailer at that point. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, and, and so I wanted to call him, but actually he called me the day before I wanted to call him. Wow. Which was re- really interesting. So he called me like, "Wow, I saw your trailer. It looks really nice. Maybe we should uh, have a meeting and talk about uh, what we can do together." So we met, and uh, he proposed that he will do all the levels for us, all wow. the music, for some revenue share. We were like, "Wow, that's that's a good idea." Yeah. I, actually, I really love working with guys who really loves their project, and they are not going there for the money. Yeah. Because you know, it it was a huge risk. The game could be another fail, and he won't have anything for it. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, ten songs. It's a lot of work for him. Yeah, of course. And if he do the same thing for I don't know Blizzard, it, it's a lot of money too. So he did it, and and I'm really happy. He's now part of the team. We we actually founded a new company called Beat Games, and the. Uh, the Beat Saber is going to will be transferred to Beat Games, okay. where and uh, Yaroslav is uh, like he's a founder of this new company. So we we are like three founders in the new camp- company right now. That's amazing, and it must be really satisfying for you having a background in music to be able to kind of you know meld your your passions together to be able to make a product that you know appeals to to music lovers and and video game players alike. Sure, sure. I I always wanted to make a music game, but it, the, like the market is a lot, it's saturated a lot. You know, there's a lot of music games, so I I didn't know that we can come up with something new. Mm-hmm. But when the wife wife came out, I, this was like a real opportunity for us to try something new. Yeah, no, and and what you've done with Beat Sabers, I mean, it's 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 unlike any other other uh music game on the platform right now and that it i think it takes you know different different systems and different opportunities from different types of music games and finally brings them into vr i mean i i know like a lot of people talking about i I don't i can't think of anything that's quite as skill-based and quite as dynamic as beat sabers in vr like what was it like kind of balancing i guess the accessibility that you get with a, a game like beat saber but also the 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 depth involved in actually mastering it yeah it it, 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 was, it was quite hard to make all the stuff work 
when we made the first prototype, uh, we didn't have any arrows. We just had the colors, and we don't uh, we didn't have uh, like minimum velocity you have to ha- have to cut with, and all these small details. Yeah. So people started to uh, like find the ways how not to play it at all, or just like mm-hmm. move the sabers in the in the air and somehow play the level. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time making sure that you have to play in certain way, which which feels good, you know, like for, forcing to player players to play in a way it feels good. So we added a lot of stuff, then we removed even more stuff, which is <laughs> uh, which is how we work usually. We we are trying a lot of a lot of new ways how to do it, and then we figure out it doesn't work, so we just remove it. Uh, and it's it's interesting that. Now many many people are writing like maybe you should try to try to do this and mm. I'm just replying we already tried it before but we removed it because it it didn't work out yeah. so to, to make the experience as as clean as possible we removed all the all, most of the stuff and just uh, reduced it to the really nice playable core and now we we will maybe add more things but mm-hmm. still focusing on the super simple experience you know hmm. yeah, very interesting as far as as far as uh you know developing the, the game requires obviously like a, a fair amount of movement like you were saying like you wanted to i think try to try to make players be be involved and as active as possible rather than just kind of you know sticking in one place and kind of what were some of the uh the things you had to account for um in the VR market currently, like with different, uh, you know, play area sizes and different types of hardware and all of that, like, had, mm-hmm. was was that kind of tricky developing the game around, or, or how did that work? Actually, not much because we just uh, always thought about the game about is like a room scale experience, so you have to have a minimum minimum size. I think it's two two per one point five meter or something like that. Okay. And and uh, actually, there's you don't need to move so much in the game. Many people think that those obstacles are really really forcing them to move around the around the room. But uh, mm-hmm. actually, if you just move your head, that's what went, I I noticed yeah. right away when I when I read you know the, the like when you start the game and the, and there's the the messaging telling you how to play. Like you're very specific about you need to move your head. Like you didn't say yeah. anything about body. You specifically said head. So like, I, sure. I noticed that as well. Like, it, like you're trying to like hint at like, hey, you don't have to, if you, you know, move around like crazy. <laughs> yeah, sure. We we don't know where your body is anyway because yeah, you know yeah. you have trackers in head and uh, headset on your head. So uh, trackers in your ha- hands and headset on your head. So we know where your hands are and head are head is, but nothing yeah. else. So no, that we can't force you to move around. If you just move your head and uh, avoid the obstacles, you are okay. Okay. And and as far as like yeah, utilizing the the diff, the the hardware, like I, you know, the controllers have various levels of like you know feedback, haptics, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. What did what led you to kind of make your decisions uh, as to like what kind of feedback you would receive, you know, physically when you were slicing and, and all that sort of sort mm-hmm. of thing? If yeah, we we knew that we want to make the cut feel as you are really cutting through something, mm-hmm. so uh, we wanted to support it with all the visual effects, all the particles. This uh, I call it shock wave, which distorts the environment around you, and also the haptics and sound effects. Uh, actually, with the haptics right now, I'm not super 
happy about it mm. uh, because I think it's it it can be improved. We are really trying to uh, make it make you feel like it's really strong strong feedback. But uh, when you are really cutting hard, you you are your grip is too strong, so you almost can feel it sometimes. Mm. So we we are f- trying to find a way how to make it feel even more strong. Um, but this is like in in development. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's interesting. And and as far as I, I know, another thing that you have in development right now is is the level editor. Uh, I was reading, I think on Twitter, you had said something about hoping to to release an alpha of the level editor soon. Can you can you talk a little bit about the level editor and and also what you guys envision for for community involvement with the game? Yeah, actually, I found out there's there's few people who already made the editor for themselves and they are creating <laughs> songs there. So our initial plan was to release the editor with all the infrastructure and sharing capabilities and all the stuff. But now when we see that players or mothers are already creating stuff, uh, we thought like, okay, let's let's release the editor, especially the let's release the system when they can import their own songs there to the game. Mm. You know, because it's, it doesn't make sense for all those players who are just wanting to try some different music to hack the game somehow, like yeah. to make those this. So let's just release the system. They can they can do it. Why not? If they're doing it anyway. Yeah. So so let's release it as soon as possible. So we have editor which uh, we made levels in. It's it's not perfect. It's in alpha right now, sure. but it's usable. So. We will release it in separate branch on Steam, maybe even on Oculus. I, I, I'm not sure about the, how the Oculus stuff will work okay. because the, the edi- editor is uh, 2D right now, so okay. it's not in VR. Yeah, and I'm not sure if we can release something like this on Oculus Store, uh, but we will do it somehow. You know, we can maybe even even release the the editor without Steam or if, without Oculus, like put it on our website. Yeah, because yeah. Because you, you still want. We won't uh, have the game, so you, we can release the issue like for free for everyone. Is, so, yeah, is the goal yeah. eventually to let anyone that that's interested in the lease to be able to to make levels, or is it going to be something that you have to be more technically savvy to do? Uh, I think everyone can do it. It's it's really easy. You are just putting the cubes on the grid, so it's really really simple. Okay, and, but, and uh, yeah, go, mm-hmm. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say it's super hard to think about the 3D space if you mm. are putting all, everything on the grid. So maybe for many like uh, casual editor editors, it would be much easier to do it in 3D. But we are not working on that right now. Okay. And, and as far as like sharing, like you know, like the the actual song, like like let's say someone out there makes their own level. Um, with music, is it easy for for other users to then play their level with the music, or do you have to have the files yourself? Like, how does it work as far as like maybe like let's say long further into the future where people might be interested in sharing tracks that they make? All right, like right now it will work. Uh, like really, it will be really stupid. So you just need to have the files. You need to up, uh, import them somehow in the game. Just so nothing on, fancy. Yeah, yeah okay. you should just drop them. Uh, this, this is why we are doing it right now because the people are doing it anyway. So let's release it. Yeah. But in the future, future we would like to have uh, some kind of uh, streaming, uh, streaming media, uh, import, uh, streaming media stuff in the game like Spotify or YouTube. 
Mm. So someone can make a level for some kind of some Spotify music. Mm -hmm. So you just search it and uh, the level will pop up in, in the game instantly. So this is like the plan for the future, not right now. Okay, and and uh, we've kind of steered away from this a little bit, but maybe if you could talk a little bit about uh, what it's been like to to develop levels for oh. for your soundtrack versus mm -hmm. you know using procedural levels or like what were some of the goals you had with because because a lot of the products out there they kind of you know there's there's different types of music games some more procedural than others like what were some of the trade-offs that you were interested in uh that led you towards the the curated level design uh yeah actually the beat saber why the beat saber exists is because we wanted to make handmade levels mm. because I, I before i played uh audio shield and some more uh, games which generated content. Yeah, and and I and I thought like, okay, it's it's, it's sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's, it's not. It's it's you know it's it's the variation of the good and bad is really really strong in both directions. So we wanted to have a very uh, very specific experience for the players. So let's make everything handmade. So it's it's perfect as it is. So when I started making levels. Uh, we just had a, one layer of the notes, so they were just in the like the in the bottom layer. So we started with that, and it already worked. And then we started to put more layers and mm. more directions and the obstacles and all these combination bombs and all that stuff. We actually will add even more more things in the game later, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, especially long notes. And. Uh, uh, Actually, also my skill improved during that period when we were adding more stuff. So in the beginning, I was creating really simple levels, and then I was trying to put more variations in it. And uh, if you if you actually order all the levels in the in the order I made them, you can see how I improved in creating creating the levels, like the how how more interesting they are. Ah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, for me, like, uh, about halfway through the track list, I, I had to sit myself down and, like, okay, I need to get better at this to move forward, because <laughs> it was definitely, like, I could tell, like, some, yeah, interesting things started started presenting themselves in levels. I was like, oh, whoa, wow, oh, wait a second, yeah. I need to... <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, when you are developing a game for a year, and you are making levels for a year, maybe, uh, at some point you are you are getting bored with all that stuff, so like, yeah. you know, oh, it doesn't doesn't bring anything new. So I'm always trying to entertain myself. So let's yeah. even even after a year, let's bring something which I would uh, like appreciate appreciate in the game. And this this strategy usually works because it works also for the players. They will uh, have the experience really like in short shorter time than I have. Uh, I, I don't think anyone will play it for a year and feel the same thing as I am. But still, it it will improve the. Like the the retention of the players. No, that that makes sense. What do you think of of the current state of VR? Like compared to you know when you first you know tried your Vive versus where we are now and kind of mu moving in the future. Like what are what are some of the things that uh, that you've noticed that you know may may have been progressing? What are things that you kind of hope progress further in the future? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Actually, I don't I don't feel a big a big difference right now. Like the Vive, we have Vive Pro, which is which has better display mm -hmm. and it, it looks better. 
it, it, it wears, it holds better in, on your head and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. it's still this, almost the same thing. Uh, what I think in the future will have a huge impact is all those small standalone, uh, no cables headsets. Mm -hmm. You know, like Oculus Santa Cruz is really promising, and all these all these platforms. I I I can't wait to put the Beat Saber on all these platforms. Actually, yeah, no, I I totally like the main thing I think right now from the standalones that that are missing are are kind of you know more more fully featured you know like motion tracking for your for mm -hmm. your controllers. I think once the motion controlling is there, so you get Definitely. the full VR experience. Like, have not having a cable is a huge revelation for anyone that because you almost you play differently. It's not even just that the cables aren't there; it's that your your movement becomes, I think, quite a bit different when when all of yes. a sudden subconsciously you don't have to worry about that. Definitely, this actually. Uh, uh, why we have in Beat Saber, why we are facing just one direction is is because of the cables. Yeah. You know, we we can we can have the cubes coming at you from different different positions, like from right, from left, and even from behind, and like uh, rotate. You ha you would have to rotate around the place all the time, but we didn't put it there because there's a cable, so you you won't feel really good when you have to rotate there. Yeah. No. Even even with a system like the Vive that lets you do that, like I, I totally mm -hmm. agree. When the the cable's there, there's that even slight hesitation that you have to be thinking about what you're able to do before you do it that kind of yes. you know, impacts you. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I think it's going to be super exciting once we see more of the standalone headset stuff. And yeah, hopefully more and more people will get into VR once those things become an option. I hope so too. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. It, I guess the the last kind of couple of questions before we we end the interview. Um, what what were some of your reactions to all of the the huge feedback? Because obviously, Beat Saber has become you know kind of a VR phenomenon at this point. As far as you know, people were super excited before the game came out, and and then once it released, it was quickly jumping you know to the the top spots on on, on Steam as far as sales and 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 popularity like. Uh, did and did this completely catch you guys by surprise, or, or when when did you start realizing that you guys kind of you know that this wasn't going to be a failure <laughs> like like you had <laughs> mentioned before? Uh, actually, you know, we thought it won't be a failure when 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 some of those videos went viral. Mm. I'm not sure if you saw any of them. Yes, uh, I did actually. Yeah, yeah, they got. I, we don't know the precise number, but it, I think it's more than 150 million views wow. around the uh, around the Facebook, maybe just alone. And there are different different platforms. But uh, this was the point when we think, uh, okay, this this can't be like super huge failure mm -hmm. because a lot of people know about the game, so at least some of them will download the game. Yeah, but you you never know how they will. If if they will like it or not, you know it's it's super hard to predict. So uh, when like 99% of the reviews were positive, and the negative are just uh, I, what I saw were just like sm small things which we will improve in the future. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we made something which is is okay, so people will <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's better than okay. Like I said, just congratulations for. For, for everything that you guys have been able to accomplish and hopefully the game continues to to do well and continues to to, to gain a lot of the community's backing and and we, we wish you all the success so 
thank you. Thank you very much. So, so, what, so I, I guess going forward, what's the best way for people? I, I think a lot of people already kind of know um, how to follow you guys. It seems like there's all kinds of people on Twitter and different, you know, platforms that are that are following you. But uh, for for maybe listeners out there that that haven't. Uh, been super familiar with what's going on with Beat Saber. What's what's the best way for people to learn more about about what you guys are doing and also about Beat Saber? Yeah, so we are, uh, probably the best way is to follow our Beat Saber account on Twitter. Okay. Then uh, you can also follow me because I'm doing uh, posting more like uh, more technical stuff, and sometimes I post something even before we put it on Beat Saber, like alpha versions of all, all that stuff. And also on Steam, Steam we on Steam forums and uh, maybe Facebook. Actually, we are trying to be everywhere. It's it's hard, but we have a social manager which is helping us a lot with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you know, no, we we couldn't do it by ourselves. It's it's crazy. You know? No, and honestly, like you guys have been, yeah, super super responsive. I think to to the community and and you know continuing to to release updates and everything. And the game's only been out you know on Steam for for a week now. So it's yeah, it's 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 awesome how how much you guys have put into this. And, and like I said, it's it's all it's also amazing not just seeing what you guys are putting out, but also what a lot of people that are playing the game are putting out. There's all sorts of interesting videos and and different different things out there that once people get into the game that they can just dive deeper and deeper into. So yeah, we are really really glad people people like the game and they are putting a lot a lot of their time into it. All right. Well, well, thank you again, Jan, for for taking the time to speak with me. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll be in touch in the future. And we look forward to uh, future developments from from your team and the in the game. Thank you for having me. Thank you again. All right. Take care, everyone. (laughs) Take care.